0: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Kyle and Paul. And today we're going to be covering the Amazon TV series, The Boys. This is going to be season three, episode seven, entitled Here Comes a Candle to Light You to Bed. Another really, really good episode. Of course, the Soldier Boy is Homelander's dad reveal is probably the one that's going to stick with us. but I mean, we cross Mindstorm off the list. Um, we get the Homelander reaction to all of the Starlight live videos. And there's just we were just talking about how crisscrossed all these stories are. There's a lot of jump in here and there. But overall, a really, really strong episode of the boys once again.
1: Yeah, we got noir stuff. We got nave stuff. We kind of it was a really good. Build up to this finale episode, we got a little bit of everything to kind of get a full picture of what's happening uh, leading up to episode eight. And like you said, that that last reveal of Soldier Boy and Homelander—it's like worst-case scenario. It's like, oh God, it's gonna it's gonna be perfect for each other. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about it more throughout the episode. But family was a big theme, and uh, it definitely—I'm I'm scared to to see the that those two duo up.
2: Yeah, the, uh the resident Frenchie Stan. It would be remiss if I didn't mention my boy, shout him out on my, my first episode back on the coverage. This is a great Frenchie episode for me. I'm a big a Frenchie and Kimiko, absolutely love it. Can't wait to talk about that more, but overall, yeah, this, this season, somehow, they just keep Getting better. I don't understand. Episode six was fucking phenomenal. This episode was, again, phenomenal. I just have no idea what they're going to throw at us in the finale.
0: And I'm sorry for not reintroducing you to the boys coverage, Kyle, but it's no great to have you back for season three here, seven yeah. episodes deep. Um, And thank you for sharing yeah. your <laughs> thoughts on season three so far. But like I was just saying, there's a lot of jumping back and forth. We're going to try and bucket these into kind of all of our vault personnel and that's Homelander, Ashley and kind of the Noir, Deep and A-Train stuff. We're also going to bucket Soldier Boy, Huey and Butcher and all the stuff that they get into and then the third bucket is going to be mm kimiko Frenchie, and starlight and their whole hijinks so who should we start with i guess we can start with now that's the question question. yeah why don't why don't we start with the vaught people i think that's a good spot to start so perfect because that's exactly how i had my notes there it is so the first (laughs) first scene we get of the episode turns out to be the legend is watching tv but the clip that's on the tv is ashley doing a little bit of damage control on vnn special report a nation betrayed the cameron coleman hour and it's just like so flawless kyle what do you think of this cameron coleman character he's been a regular this season i
2: love that they've done this I also, listening to the podcast, thankfully, learned that that was the same guy that's in Ashley's office that she hits with the, is your, like, idiot brain being fucked by stupid. I didn't realize that. And that makes me like it even more. I just, it's just so funny. <laughs> and especially because they have the, the other episode. I don't know if it was six or five when Home <laughs> and Starlight go on. And then she asks, like, the the bit of the rogue question, the woman uh, presenter. And then Ashley just rips her a new one. It's like, you know, so it's nice that they have their little mouth piece in Cameron
1: <laughs> yeah he's he's awesome well first of all I should say that the way Ashley spins it is she's like uh I think Starlight is saying all this about that about Homelander to change the subject about all the illegal what, what is it human trafficking going trying on to
0: uh, distract from her association of known terrorist with the shining light liberation army. And it's a picture of Kimiko in the bubble. Yeah. And of course they're like, uh, we're connecting the dots here. Starlight's a human trafficker. Um, so they're running with that. They're just trying to put the spotlight on anything else. And they're painting starlight to be a villain. Mm-hmm. Of course,
1: Cameron Coleman's like, I wonder if she's a threat to our country. Ashley hits him with the, I wonder that too. <laughs> yeah, she's it's so perfect. so evil. It's but actually again just stepping up. She actually looks like a CEO.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been praising Ashley all season. I mean, she is absolutely Shoulder deep in the thick of vaultness, but she is a great CEO. And I said she she's still kind of handling Homelander in her own way, but we'll see how long that lasts. She brings up Mave is in rehab, and Soldier Boy, of course, died in 1984. So Vaught is still sticking firm with that story. So the next scene we have is going to be Homelander visiting Maeve in the Bad Room. And I don't think it was that big of a deal that Maeve was alive. I don't think they were going to give her an off-screen death. Great with Noir, just like jumping out. But she is alive. We get that confirmed. And what an amazing conversation between Maeve and Homelander, even powerless in the bad room. She is still getting shots in notices he's wearing the concealer because he just got his ass kicked by Soldier Boy. And the conclusion of the conversation is just "Hey, no matter what happens to me, this is still a top three day of my life because I saw you scared for the first time. And he is only in there asking for the whereabouts of Butcher and Soldier Boy.
1: Yeah, that was, that was one of the things we forgot to mention at the end of last episode. We were talking about Homelander looking in the mirror at the very end after everything happens. But we didn't talk about how he actually had a bruise on his cheek from getting punched. And it's like, holy shit, Maeve right. Like, that is the first time we've ever seen him take damage whatsoever. So it was like a huge moment. Um, and also the other big reveal in there. You know, I, I said there was a lot of family talk, you know, before we had... Uh, soldier boy telling Huey, he was like, You know, I wanted kids with Crimson Countess one day. You know, little rugrats running around raising big men. Uh, so Homelander's in here talking to Maeve, saying, You know, like when we were together, you know, I, th- I thought about having kids, right? And so Maeve is getting panicked. She's like, Well, like she starts looking at him. I'm like, I would relax. I'm not gonna force myself on you. Come on, <laughs> we're, we're s- civil here but I am going to harvest your eggs. Yeah. And, and which is like, oh my God, even worse. Like I get old, well, not even worse, but it's just totally against her will. She has no say. It's just, Hey, you're going to basically make a kid.
2: This is, that's such a classic Homelander, like scenario line right there. And and especially he's like, you know, he has that such a cheeky dickhead smile when he's talking about their relationship and everything. And then naturally it steers towards he's an absolute psychopath and is going to do this to her. But I really like how, cause I feel like, an easy or not an easy question, but a question that, that it's somewhat obvious all the time is why the fuck doesn't homelander just kill everyone when he wants to. And we get two decent answers in this episode. The first one with Maeve, I just like how he makes the distinction of I'm keeping you alive more than, more than like, you know, you're, you're still here or anything like that. Like he has her fate in his hands and it's just nice to see him confirm that.
1: Maybe also has the line. She's like, the difference between you and me is, you need to be a superhero and i can't wait until i'm not one because we get the reveal that you know so many people died at the explosion in hero gasm and the one heroes that lived didn't have any more powers because you know soldier boy somehow fried the v out of their blood is the way he described it and i don't know if that's just a guess but that's a great explanation of of how to defeat somebody with superpowers it's just get rid of what gives them superpowers
2: yeah how would you feel if he does i mean obviously end of the episode it's probably not going to happen but i don't think i would enjoy i mean part of me would enjoy seeing homelander like that like legitimately powerless and how he would react but i don't know if i would like that that's how they beat him
1: it's weird right i i don't know because i i thought about that too like could homelander be gone at the end of the season could they kill him and then I'm like, I don't want them to be gone, right? <laughs> like I, I want nah. them to like I want the good guys to be be good and win, but like Homeland is the best part of the show. <laughs> yeah,
2: let's so. drag it out a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking Soldier Boys also, they are grooming him to be like with the noir flashback that we get this episode, like he is equally as bad as Homelander. So like as long as one of those walking nuclear bombs is still walking, I think the show still has that little spice to it. But I agree. It it wouldn't be the boys for me without Homelander. And yeah, I mean, he's going mean, to have yeah. to go down eventually. I just hope it's
2: that like they actually kill him versus uh, I mean, maybe taking his power. I I mean, kind of.
0: Part of me wants to see him squirm a little bit. I but. could see there being like a season where he like has his power stripped, but maybe he's still invincible somehow. Like, just isn't super strong or laser beams, and he just has to go a season as like an average Joe who they still can't kill. Yeah, but be like, wild. he's just like walking around and like butchers like pushing him around and shit. <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. One
1: thing I got terrified thought uh, about was uh, what happens if Homelander somehow gets this soldier boy power to like shoot that beam out, but it's just like his laser beams. So he like laser beams people and it can, uh, that's like two OP get rid of V right. I, I, I don't know how they put it in soldier boy in the first place in Russia, but if they could do that to Homelander, that would be game over. I feel like that'd be
0: way too OP. I hope that never happens. Yeah. I hope too he too too never bad. dies. And that never happens. <laughs> well dies in the finale. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Fingers crossed. Okay, well, that's enough of that scene because we got to get to this scene with the deep, and we only see him once. But what a scene it was! And he tells Cassandra that he's going to be on Hannity <laughs> tonight. It's a huge deal, and he's like, "Babe, don't worry about it. I got to cover But like, I think we can both acknowledge that our sex life is getting a little stale. I'm, I'm thinking of introducing a third.
1: Why oh, don't God. we branch we'll out a little
0: bit? Meet Ambrosia. She thinks we're <laughs> super hot.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It's just it just keeps getting money and money every time scenes here. And like we were saying, he seems to be more of like the comedic storyline. Everything that's going with him isn't super plot centric. He was getting a little spotlight last time with like the head of crime analytics with the, with the little videos and shit. <laughs> oh but every time you see him, it's like, dude, it's, it's nothing to do with saving the world. It's just having sex with fish. It's I'm, insane.
2: I'm glad that we've finally gotten to this point where she, has kind of said out loud, like you're where you're at because of me and has had this little blow up. I feel like there's a lot of theories going on of like what her actual deal is. So it feels like we're actually moving closer to finding out because hey, it's just obviously she's not just like a loving wife. Like she has an ulterior motive.
0: Well, she says she had 10. She gave up tenure at Vassar. So she was like a tenured professor. So she's clearly got the brains for it. Um, yeah. And it's just using him as a mechanism, whether she has actual like evil motivations. I don't know. Yeah. I hope she's I hope she sticks around even though this tie to deep is severed, because I've been saying all season I think she's great. I hope she, her and like Homelander hook up or Homelander, something. that's what <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. She starts doing his PR like schedule and everything, help prepping him. She's been great. Like I like exactly what you're saying. I I never never really knew if she was using the deep as a stepping stone just to get higher up into Vault or not. But it seems like exactly what you guys are saying. They're ambrosia kind of moved in and and what a scene where she's deep's like come on you want to do this for me babe or not no, 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 no. he goes i need this that's what he says he goes i need this <laughs> oh and God. next scene and it was hysterical because Emily sitting next to me and she's like what what would cassandra even do yeah. during this right and then he cuts to it and cassandra's just laying there while ambrosia is sucking the soul out of uh the deep and Deep just looks over and there's a little tentacle in the air going towards Cassandra's thigh and goes, Ambrosia wants to taste you.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) That line is so ridiculous. I want to know like the behind the scenes of, of how they, I mean, obviously Ambrosia is CGI computer generated. So I just want to see like what it looks like without (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, just Chase Crawford just grabbing the pillow, going, Oh, oh my.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably just acting like he's getting domed off. They
1: yeah. probably have
0: like a green screen octopus just like laying there, flopping on him. <laughs> That's, so That's awesome. That I loved the pronouns line too. Cassandra, first to him, Amphurge has an it. She, get your pronouns right. <laughs> and Cassandra, like Kyle said, finally blows up. I've gotten you here. You're an idiot. Is his name Kevin, too? You're an idiot, Kevin, she says. But (laughs) he is still convinced that he is a formidable intellect,
1: as he's been quoted (laughs) as being. The only time that we heard Kevin was when his gills were talking to him in season two on the trip. He goes, Kevin, we need to talk. (laughs) That was so
2: crazy. I forgot that that happened. Holy shit. I'm excited for a time where like, he's obviously great as comedic relief, but I'm excited for a time where things get a little
1: more serious with him.
0: You are oh, so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> to me
1: oh man the gills yeah. i wish they come back
0: the next scene that we get is the noir scene but i'm making a split decision fourth bucket noir bucket we're gonna circle back to that whole flashback and just run it from start to finish that's why you come to benchtown tv secret buckets midway through <laughs> the episode i like it. Doing it live boys
1: i like it. okay
0: So moving on, we have this brief scene where Homelander is watching a newly updated Starlight Instagram live video, and he's just having a mini panic attack, you know, doing Homelander freaking out to this video. And then it cuts to the scene where he's at the Bob Singer presidential campaign rally, and he is just going off the rails to this crowd being like, start pushing the starlight as a human trafficker propaganda and calling out the mainstream media. They're not going to report on the real stuff. You got to listen to me. And Bob Singer's in the background. Like what the hell is this guy doing? Newman is there. It's. And he sees soldier boy in the back of the crowd. And then he's like, Whoa, there he's not actually there. I got to get off the stage.
1: Yeah. And. Q and another amazing scene.
0: Oh my god!
1: He started walking past the goats, and I was like, "I don't know what you're doing, but I don't like it." But of course, when he sees that cow in the barn and he starts milking her, oh my god! The faces he was making, Dude,
2: Dude. the faces were so good, like, like oh. his lip quivering.
1: Oh, Anthony Starr is just—he's milk from the source. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, of course, in this very private moment, Newman walks in um and she has oh would you we skip breakfast um but her whole point was (laughs) no you're obviously rattled right now because what you were supposed to do we're supposed to be doing was talking up you know bob singer and all you did was rant about starlight for 20 minutes so something's going on
2: dude when he grabbed her throat I was like, well, first of all, get your hands off my girl. And second of all, (laughs) I was like, yo, holy. I just when he flips that switch like that, it's they just know how to ratchet. He is such an easy way to just ratchet the tension up immediately in this show. Oh, yeah. He is like a prowling little leopard. And he he can literally go from making us laugh because he's drinking this fresh cow milk and he's about to come. And then he's just now he has human by Newman rather by the throat. And it's like, is he about to fucking laser her face right now?
1: crazy.
0: And Newman, being the politician she is, immediately maneuvers out of the situation like, remember, I got rid of Edgar for you and that cost me quite a bit. Like, You don't have any more trusted allies. I, You need me to be that for you. Someone had to say, get your shit together because you are going off the rails, whether you want to admit it or not. But she proposes this transactional relationship. You help me, I'll help you. And we see she gives Homelander the note, which we later find out to be a address in Minnesota, but correct. we do not know what she wants from him. Correct. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't at least unless
2: someone smarter than me picked it up.
1: Yeah. I think they're just business partners. Now I'll help you. Mm. You help me. Um, but again, well, I mean, said so this last episode, we haven't seen Newman's daughter in a while. So I am praying that she just, Ends up having one of the worst superpowers ever, Damn like the <laughs> the corrosive vomit one, like that guy where it's like if fun. you ever vomit on yourself, you fucking kill yourself. Do you
0: dislike Newman? Like, yeah. do you think she's a villain in this show?
1: I think mean, she killed a lot of people. That didn't, yeah, and they're not necessarily like good people, like she was saying. But uh, I, I don't know. She's like working for the bad guy. Yeah, she's like we're now doing Homelanders' bidding and everything too. Uh, I don't know. She's She's one of the slimy ones. She is a (laughs) very, very attractive. She's hot. I like her. (laughs) (laughs) You like different season two.
2: Is it like, I mean, I'm thinking now that the address makes it seem like on the surface that it's like a hit.
1: I thought it was Ryan.
0: I thought it was Ryan's too. I thought that was her gift to Homelander, not her task for Homelander. Okay. That makes a ton of sense yeah ryan is the only one i could think of i
1: mm, i like it it's not confirmed or anything by any means
2: especially with the whole family thing and now homelander the whole dad connection stuff that went on this episode so makes a lot
1: of sense meet your grandson makes a lot of sense yeah that was like one of his points too he kept asking i forget what it was like starlight like where's ryan and all this stuff and she was like we're not we're not gonna tell you
0: the only time Minnesota has been mentioned is when Edgar said it to Black Noir in the original Nicar- Nicaragua flashback. So the only thing I could think of is maybe that's Noir's Buster Beaver location and Homelander is going to blow that scene up and have like a Noir. What the fuck happened, bro? Like maybe Minnesota was his hometown. That's why Edgar suggested shipping him back there. But that's mm-hmm. Tim Foil hat stuff. I don't even want to talk about that more. So I like it. I like either. Next scene we got a train is back, baby. Insane. I feel Absolutely. great about it. I was
2: just going to say the exact opposite to that. Wow. Only, only in the beginning of the scene. I was like, uh, like I was, I was a little honestly upset when the scene started, but it's a great scene and they, they explain everything away perfectly. And I, yeah. know I really like the storyline.
1: The flip is incredible. Last episode. You know where he's on the ground and you hear his heart beating the four of us were talking because because dave and kathleen were there and we we're like is he dead i don't know we got into these long conversations like you know I, his character has made such a cool arc and and development and i feel like his story could come to a conclusion like right here i feel like he could be died and be fun like the end of his the end of his story but it's like shit, dude his story's just starting because now he has like the sympathy and the realization of what his actions and collateral damage does. He apologized to Huey. That was like an actual heartfelt apology because of his brother, but now he's going to have superpowers. So does he go back to his old ways or does he have like a newfound outlook in the seven again?
0: Super speed is an amazing power, even relative to the other powers in this world. Like he Infinitely bossed over Blue Hawk, who is like a C-tier guy, but super speed is a great power to have on the side of the boys. I am all for a train having Blue Hawk's heart. First of all, that's how he's back yeah. is That was insane. That's why it justified them keeping him alive, because that's such of the boys. Yeah, you have the racist guy's heart. And of course, Ashley fills him in. Don't you remember what happened? Soldier Boy blew everybody up. You tried to save Blue Hawk. I feel like you guys were on the healing path, like just some typical (laughs) Vought shit and atrons.
1: You got a new heart. Can I get a what? What? That was <laughs>
2: that's one of Ashley's best lines for me. I cracked up at that. She's the so one good. that got me was
0: slinging that. Yayo. Yeah. We're yeah. Thinking Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah. It was like my, my brother was my trainer. She goes, oh, you know, Stone in writing. You're going yeah. to love, love it.
0: I love what she
2: asked him too. She confirms like, so, you know, you're, you're willing to talk shit on Starlight, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it was perfect. Yeah. That. I like Can it. I get a what? What? I
0: like it a lot. This. Yeah, I felt really good about how they brought A-Train back to life. So I'm um,
1: yeah. Yeah, really cool happy, twist. Happy, ne- never saw it coming,
2: no. I mean, especially cuz Blue Haw, I mean, he's lucky that he didn't mangle the dude's heart. He dragged pretty much like yeah. almost the top half of him to dust, so.
1: Hell yeah.
0: That was an awesome scene. Yeah, <laughs> Though <was. laughs> I digress. Moving on, we get Homelander confronting Starlight before she leaves Vought Tower. And we'll fill in why she's at Vought Tower when we do that storyline. But I feel like this falls more under the Homelander stuff. Yeah. So Starlight is in Vought Tower, about to leave. She's grabbing the Compound V, but Homelander comes up and essentially it's just like, I didn't think you would have the balls to show your face. What did you think I wouldn't know right when he walked through the door? Because of course his smell and he starts being Homelander but lo and behold she's recording the whole time it's the first time anybody gets Homelander being Homelander on video except for the Malaysia flight but this is like a way reeled back version that's okay to release to the public without him spazzing out. This was like I I loved it when they revealed it at the end of the scene. I'm like yes starlight finally yeah
2: and this is also like great i mean we kind of knew it but confirming because i feel like a lot of it before was stan edgar was kind of keeping homelander in check so now it's like there's not there so why isn't he going buck wild and he says to her like your fame is literally the only reason that i haven't killed you yet and she fucking pulls out the phone and the look on his face when the elevator doors close was Absolute chef kiss, just
1: You're supposed to tell me when you're recording when we're running lines, bro. (laughs) He was fucking pissed. Yeah, he threw on that smile real quick and uh, didn't know what to say.
0: She was ready for this conversation, though, because she purposefully steers it towards supersonic. She says, I remember the night you killed supersonic. That's how I found out how small and weak you were. And he kind of doesn't say, yeah, I killed him. (laughs)
1: Well, he goes, but you remember he, what else I said?
0: Yes. He acknowledges he didn't deny it. And he also said, "Ah, oh, Maeve's just learning her manners when Starlight brought Maeve up. So I, she got him pretty good here. And I, I love this scene. Yeah, Ashley, I'll spin it. She'll
1: figure it out. Yeah. She, she calls Homelander, calls her the spin doctor. Are you the spin doctor. Go ahead and spin it somewhere. <laughs> um, two things about this scene. Um, one is where's crisis management? You know, I feel like crisis management with all this stuff going on with Starlight would be all over whenever she goes live on Instagram and like trying to like communicate or, or tell somebody. So I feel like somebody would always be watching Starlight. And then in the beginning, um, like on the second watch through, I'm like, all right, how long does this conversation actually take? Like, would somebody be able to run in and stop it if they're seeing Starlight confront home or in the own vault building? So that was like the one thing I was like, I feel like. You know, the way they handle murdering bodies quickly in public, I feel like somebody could have been able to get an eye on Starlight going live on Instagram.
2: Um, I guess she had it in her pocket. I mean, I feel like they obviously have notifications on. I mean, if they don't have notifications on, then that's a pretty shitty crisis management team.
1: Yeah, bad at their job. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but it kind of was in her pocket. So I guess if it's you're just hearing them talk, you might not know. You couldn't really tell where they are exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um, in the tower. So yeah, that's not even like a huge thing. Honestly, it was just a little thing. Uh, And then the other thing is just, you guys were saying it, Brian, Starlight is so smart. She's learning the game. She steered Homelander right in the direction that he wanted her to go to talk about murdering supersonic and, and just something, you know, uh, Permanent that they could use against him that would anger the people, and she did it perfectly. She she knows how to play the game, uh, and she was like, "Dude, I'm not scared of you anymore." And she's a powerhouse.
0: Her whole thing this season has been, "Wow, Huey, the knight and shining armor, armor. Oh my God, is falling from grace. She is refusing to trudge in the mud and you know play dirty. She's sticking to her roots and learning how to win the right way. And this was a great example of that." But I love her and
2: M.M. We'll get to it in their bucket, but they are just great. I like it.
0: Yeah, that's a good vibes bucket all around. I I like that bucket. (laughs) We might hit that bucket up next. (laughs) So to wrap up this bucket, we're going to do the Homelander is Soldier Boy's son reveal. And like you guys mentioned, he's on the phone with Ashley. I, I don't care. You're the spin doctor. Just fucking spin it. And we see the note. It's the Minnesota address. And then Homelander gets a call from Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy just says, the situation's changed. Thought we should have a conversation. Vogelbaum had me jerk off into a cup for some genetics experiment. But I just found out that he turned it into a kid. Born spring 1981. You know what Yo. the bitch of it is? If they'd kept me around, I would have let you take the spotlight. What father wouldn't want that for his son?
1: Awesome. Crazy, crazy reveal.
0: Yeah, it's just like,
2: I feel feel dumb thinking like, oh, like you know, we got Soldier Boy on the team. Like, we're going to, you know, we'll we'll pick off payback and then we'll see where it goes. And literally, like, the next episode is like, nah, nah, that's not how it's going to (laughs) work.
1: No, not at all. I mean, Soldier Boy he was talking about how he wanted kids or like last episode or two episodes ago. I mean, this is not exactly the chance to raise them, but he does have somebody that, you know, quote unquote, continue his legacy. Uh, my only question is Does Homelander. If they team up, does he want to bring soldier boy out into the public eye or is he still want to oh. keep him like hidden because he's been saying this whole time, you know, soldier boy's dead, soldier boy's dead. Um, you know, does he want to keep, Soldier Boy, you know, a secret, or does he want to be like, oh my god, the public, you're not going to believe it. Guess who's back? And then it's like a big spectacle. I could see it going bad or good either way, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could kind of be digging his own grave almost because the boys at this point have to have enough evidence to show that Soldier Boy is this unnamed supervillain that (laughs) they've said, you know, we have it under control. There's nothing to worry, all that kind of stuff. And then if it turns out that them having it under control is that they're working with them, I could see all that could blow up publicly.
0: Would they care though? They're the two baddest dudes on planet (laughs) Earth. They're going to be running shit. Soldier Boy Um, definitely doesn't give a fuck. I feel like Homelander is so desperate for parental approval that he's going to latch onto this relationship and not let it go. Because Soldier Boy, my only fear is that Soldier Boy is trying to play Homelander and will betray Homelander to try and take the throne for himself. But I don't think Homelander would betray. His dad, Soldier Boy. If Soldier Boy plays the part,
1: man, that one line. That's a good point. I, I still remember the penthouse, June. Man, Bush like a Pomeranian. Even <laughs> Homelanders like what? And he's <laughs> like, you're my kid. Basically, he had to spell it out for him. But Soldier I just, great. I Soldier Boy is so funny. Just the yeah, way he is. talks, like he's from like the '60s, and uh, even though he's been around this entire time,
2: I would say that this direction makes me think that it feels like soldier Boy will be around longer this way versus them using him as the weapon against homelander i feel like him joining with homelander in my head and we've seen how you know me trying to predict the things that happens in the boys just go sideways in an episode but makes me feel like hopefully
0: he might be around longer as a character i hope so he's great yeah, I would agree with that. But next episode is a finale and people die in finales. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And to end this conversation, I will say that in the last episode, someone suggested, oh, well, what if Homelander and Soldier Boy team up? And Kathleen immediately said there's no way that those two share the throne. Like there's only going to be one that survives. And I think this is the only possible way where they would both go for an alliance, given their egos. And yeah, that. Is our Homelander storyline, I guess. Like I said, I do want to circle back and hit all this black noir stuff, which is essentially just the other shoe dropping on the Mallory flashback that we got several episodes ago. So the first time we see Black Noir and remember last episode, he took out his tracker chip and just got out of Dodge. We see him at a broken down Buster Beaver's pizza restaurant, which is essentially Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) I loved it. That sounds very Minnesota. That sounds very Minnesota.
1: Bucky Beaver. Buster Beaver. Buster Buster
0: Beaver. And he puts out a bunch of bowls of beans. Like just baked beans. He puts them in bowls and all these cartoon animals start coming to life and greeting him. And these are his imaginary friends. And Buster, Buster Beaver is kind of the ringleader and the guy (laughs) interacting with Noir. And he says, hey. You're going to have to deal with this soldier boy stuff sooner or later. You can't keep hiding from it. And he brings up, remember this ball pit right over there that you hid in for hours after you paralyzed a kid when you were nine. We helped you get through that. Your erection in seventh grade, the Hard Rock Cafe Massacre in Lagos, which is the second time that's been referenced. We will help you get through this, too. And that has been referenced at I think Bob Singer said it was a war crime yes he did uh
1: yeah yeah you're right i was gonna say mallory but no it was bob singer he goes he he mentioned
0: it too though
1: he should be uh yeah mallory did say what he did in lagos was Mm -hmm. like disgusting he should be and then singer was like what he did in lagos should be brought up on war crimes so i can only imagine his freak out in the hard rock cafe but that erection in the seventh grade my god that was probably way worse right
2: I just I don't know how the show continues to like surprise me, but this again just came out of complete left field.
1: And it was an absolutely beautiful way to oh, yeah. explain the background of Noir and what happened too. It was it's great. A, it fits amazing.
2: I love how they did the shots too, where they made it a point to like show what was actually happening. It's him just sitting in that chair looking yeah. at the blank stage. Like they just it was perfect.
0: <laughs> I loved it. In season one and two, I think we were all asking for more depth to Noir, and I th- I think we're getting it this season. I feel really good about how much we're learning about the character Noir, but moving along with that part of the episode, the next time we see Noir is the flat, I call it the flashback play because it's these cartoon characters putting on a play for Noir, and they're all assuming the roles of different members of Payback, and the first flashback we get is Soldier Boy, the Eagle, beating the shit out of gunpowder, which we knew there was abuse there because he was like 14 years old at the time. And he's essentially they're in the gym and he's beating up gunpowder and black noir comes storming in and he's clearly upset. He got passed up for the role the the lead role in Beverly Hills Cop.
1: <laughs> that was amazing. And it,
0: And it turns out it's because Soldier Boy was talking shit to Don Simpson, who I assume is just a big time movie exec. And Noir's like, come on, man. Why would you do me like that? That's messed up. And Soldier Boy just alpha dogs him, says, you're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Stay in your lane, essentially. Like, I've seen funny. You don't got it. And Noir tries to escalate, like, come on, man. Makes the mistake of grabbing him by the shoulder and. Soldier Boy puts him in the dirt. Yeah, and then he says, "If you try to get out of your lane and become a superstar again, I'll put you six feet under, dude."
1: Yeah, it was a lot of insecurity from Soldier Boy because he was—he's the big movie star. He's the one, like, that was the first superhero to break through all these walls. And he even says to Noir, "Like, you think you're—you can act like me? You think you'd be a star? Like, no, like." And I love the noir line where he was like, "I was born to play." What's his name? Like Axel Foley or whatever.
0: It was and a role that I believe Eddie Murphy got the role for Beverly yeah, Hills Cop, yeah. which is just great. Earlier, I yeah. said that he was trying to be a comedian, and you guys were just like, "No, I think it was just because Eddie Murphy was the first black dude be- to become famous." No, Noir wanted to be like a movie star comedian. Yeah, so did. screw you guys. He has that <laughs> kind of personality before this traumatic experience where he clearly can't show himself in public anymore.
1: I still uh, stick with what I said there. I think he was one of the first like what uh, like uh, with Eddie is, Murphy, what sure. he, he said, he's like, one of
0: the first big black comedians in Hollywood, for sure. But I think it shows that Noir had that ambition, too.
2: I would agree with you, yeah. B. Tom's. I feel like the fact that Soldier Boy literally said to him, like calls out that like he doesn't he's not funny. And he was yeah. going for that role in Beverly Hills Cop. I feel like is,
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I agree with you now on that point. It could, it could be a bit of both.
0: I like having Kyle on the pod instead of Kathleen. <laughs> Kid agrees with me.
2: Yeah, Although I was, uh, I, Kathleen being on the pod would help me answer the question. I feel like Maeve is obviously wearing a wig, but it feels almost like the character Maeve was wearing a wig in that scene in the bathroom. I was like, that is a terrible wig. Kathleen is the wig it.
0: expert. Yeah, yeah, neither do I. I never, notice. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed. Yeah, it just,
2: it looked like a wig to me.
0: Anyway, Moving on with the Buster Beaver stuff. Noir, they're <laughs> continuing the play, but we fast forward to 1984 in Nicaragua, Nicaragua there you go. and we see the complete conversation between Edgar and Noir. We saw the latter half of it. Now we see the previous half of it. Edgar's munching down on almonds because why wouldn't Edgar be munching down on Noir's weakness? And he essentially just says, hey, what." Vault's giving you the green light. We don't care how you get it done. Don't give me the details, but you're going to betray Soldier Boy. And the reason we feel comfortable doing it is because Vogelbaum has this other kid in the in the wings, and they believe he's going to be stronger.
1: He's just a kid right now, but you know he's grown and he can fly. That was the big thing that he could fly off.
2: I'm really glad that they showed Noir getting fucked up as a cartoon and not like live action yeah. because soldier boy rocks his fucking world in this scene. <laughs> it's
1: disgusting. And Brian, me and you were talking about how, when we got the flashback, Mallory blacks out because gunpowder is like unloading on everybody. She gets knocked out and she comes to and noir. is just sitting there. Like his, his head is compl- like basically half gone. And yeah. we were saying that we believed it was due to whatever the Russian the weapon, weapon was. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently not. Apparently it was literally Soldier Boy beat this guy, the soup so bad Noir, who could heal that he kept some permanent damage and permanent brain damage. Because when they had that cartoon like reach out and grab his brain and put it back in, I assume that like actually happened in Noir. Like he yeah. got pits of his head and put it back in.
0: Which begs the question, what exactly is Noir's power? Because I do want to also mention that Soldier Boy I've said before that Homelander kind of acknowledges that Noir is like probably the second strongest soup. I feel like he acknowledges that shit. And I feel like Soldier Boy making an emphasis to keep him in his lane is also an acknowledgement that Noir is probably like the second strongest around. That sounds very reasonable.
1: I just I honestly thought that he could heal kind of like Kimiko and just was super strong and like a silent assassin who can just like go in, get the job done.
2: You don't think about it now. Like, can Homelander not
1: heal? I think that's why he had a bruise, right? Yeah, right?
2: Because that now Ooh. I'm thinking, because I would have said that Homelander could heal.
1: No, so Emily was saying that, and I think that's like a real big difference about Kimiko. Like, when Kimiko, we got the reveal that she could heal, like she was like stabbed or cut in half or like, something. Yeah, when,
2: when Noir and breaks she, her in half, basically.
1: Yeah, like we all thought she was dead, and then she pops two and heals herself. So we're like, oh shit, she's actually alive. We kind of forget that if a soup loses something there's a good chance it's not growing back unless you're fucking chameleon guy
0: so yeah. but black noir's burns didn't heal so do we assume that his skull fracture healed or under that mask is it still kind of i i feel like his power might be he can't die or something like that
2: yeah maybe it could it, maybe that's why he's nonverbal maybe he yeah. like literally doesn't have that yeah. level of brain function
1: that's what I was getting. That's just that the damage that Soldier Boy did to mm-hmm. him in that instance was so severe that his powers didn't heal like correctly, like normal. Like he almost died, or maybe his power is like he goes to the verge of death, but like he literally, like you were saying, he doesn't have the ability to communicate. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he has the ability to communicate.
0: I like that theory, and I think we're going. I feel like Noir is going to have a heavy hand in the finale. If there's going to be a fight, I think he's going to be involved.
2: Yeah, we we don't get all this backstory
0: in the second to last episode. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, To wrap up Noir's storyline, you know, the play's over. Buster Beaver comes back out with all his friends, and he's just like, You knew when Soldier Boy went to Russia, he was going to come back. The dude can't die. We know nobody else really knows you, but we know that you're sensitive and scared. Bravery isn't the <laughs> absence of fear, but how we face it. And Hell the two yeah, birds baby. come in. Time to finish what you started.
1: <laughs> you this, didn't have a you didn't have that beaver stutter, though. That that's what gave it the best. So yeah, a, true that <laughs>
2: this Dude, was, was a, a true friend.
1: And all the, all the other characters in the background. Yeah, we got you. Noir, we love you. It was hysterical.
0: This also reminded me of Happy Tree Friends, and also an episode of South Park when the <laughs> the woodland creatures come around. But, yeah, oh my god! So that is our noir bucket, aka the secret bucket. So why don't we circle back? That was and, Yeah, why don't we circle back and do the Kimiko, Kimi, Kimi, Kimiko stuff?
1: All right, Frimiko, Frimiko. Yeah, I like that. Kenchi, okay. oh. Kenchi's,
0: Kenchi's better. Good. Yeah, Kenchi. Sounds like well, an anime
1: character. Yeah, I guess we'll get into it, but I don't know if we should give them like a couple name.
0: Yeah, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Okay, well, we'll keep we'll them Frenchie and Kimiko then. So, Frenchie <laughs> and Kimiko go to MM and Starlight, who were kind of partnered up last episode, but they're just like, hey, we're done with little Nina and it's everybody against Butcher right now, it seems. So, we're coming to help the cause of the good guys. Starlight immediately sees Kimiko in rough straits. It's like, yeah, let me let me get your wounds for you. So the girls kind of pair off and M.M. and Frenchie kind of have a second to catch up. It's been a while since they've seen each other. And Frenchie is high, of course. And <laughs> M.M. calls him out
1: and he's like is that even a question like of course i'm high and i love the starlight uh kimiko interaction just starlight taking her like you shouldn't even be up like we're gonna go lay down right now but and then they get into that awesome conversation just seems like it's really cool to see them have like one-on-one time because we never really uh see just the girls get to gap, you know. I feel
0: yeah. Like, Weren't we just questioning their relationship? And we had to be like, nah, they know each other, they're close. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad they're emphasizing that that bond that they have. But moving right along, Mm and Frenchie are reviewing the soldier boy Russian experiment tapes. And first off, MM says, I thought you quit. He says, Oh, the Lord hates quitters. Yeah, that's my Love boy. That. Yeah, baby, that's my boy. And, and then MM says, Go ahead, Paul.
1: Oh, it was great. He goes, Yo, know, Frenchie, is that hollow thing? Like, I threw that fucker at Herogasm and didn't do a thing to him. And Frenchie goes, oh, that is. It will be the biggest tragedy of my life that I have missed Herogasm. <laughs> and I was so happy they talked about it because uh, episode six, I couldn't get over the fact that both – uh, Butcher and Huey had to make a comment and M.M. and Starlight had to make a comment because mm-hmm. if anybody knows Frenchie. He's a huge, huge hierogasm fan. So I love that they brought that up.
0: And as they're watching the tapes, you know, he sees the gas and Frenchie, our chemistry expert, is just like, nah, nah, it looks similar, but that's not helophane. We got to figure out what that is. But while he's looking through the notes, he just kind of like tips over. (laughs) (laughs) And MM's just like, yeah, it's the ketamine getting to him. And (laughs) MM's just like, oh, Frenchie, you're a mess. But then his OCD starts coming in as he's uh, ashing the joint. And he's like, hey, it kind of looks like we're both a mess, man. Yeah. So. So then we go over to Starlight, who's finishing dressing Kimiko's wounds, and she's being very sweet. Like, just let me know if you need anything else, et cetera, et cetera. And Kimiko whips out this Kirkland whiskey. (laughs) Let's go. And Annie takes a big swing. There's not much to do in Iowa. So she's a pretty she is like the ultimate girl next door. If she could just swig. A thing of whiskey like it's nothing like come on this is, she's the best she's a drinker they've mentioned it multiple times this uh, this
1: season she's, she's down right. in some claws yeah episode yeah. 2 or it's 3 it's really funny
2: that she's like the only like i feel like does butcher drink that much i don't think maybe does knows. oh yeah her and Maeve Maeve's actually drinker, yeah they're, they're yeah. like the only like drinkers on the show which is kind of funny Maeve's
0: is not as funny but enter a new drinker to the soups is Kimiko taking her first drink of all time. Actually, she's not a soup at that point, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Starlight is like, oh, when did you have your first drink? Points to right now. Oh, my God. Okay. So that means, you know, cheers to that. Starlight's like, give me another, give me another go here.
0: (laughs) And after they take their swigs of whiskey, Kimiko shifts the conversation to hey, Annie, I want to ask you something. I really need you to get me some more compound V. And Annie's like, no, of course not. You finally got rid of that stuff. And then she whips out a pre-written paragraph. She's like, I knew you would resist, but read this, please. And it seems to win over Starlight. And we will find out later what that paragraph says. True, true. So then we have Frenchie and M.M., and. This is a cut scene in the background. We have Lamar Bishop fielding a question of, oh, are you going to be joining Bob Singer as the VP? And that can't be nothing. Lamar Bishop is a new politician in play, is our VP. And Frenchie identifies the gas as Novichok, aka Russian nerve agent. And it's a very specific uh, Russian devised chemical that is immediately deadly to humans. But for Soldier Boy, it just gives him a nap.
2: Frenchy's yeah. a fucking goat, man. I love that he has that like that part of his character.
1: Yeah, he has like this eureka moment where he's he's looking at all the plans, and then he just sees his drink, and he's like, "Holy shit! It's it's not gas. It's a vapor. It's just a delivery system to get the vapor into him." And then he just goes on that tangent that 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 Frenchy like you know no the brakes are gone. We're going full speed from here on out. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, he's like total organ failure. He knows everything about like all these poisons and drugs. It's insane.
0: Well, he's high as a kite. You gotta respect
1: it. Yeah, M.M.'s
0: like, am I supposed to know what any of this fucking means? Yeah,
1: what a shirt, (laughs) too. Frenchie's shirt, right? With the roses, like long sleeve tight. I'm so
2: glad that they're back together and like really interacting because this is like the first time really this season where we've had them kind of like I guess quote unquote bro down a little bit. I mean, they're on the case, but they're still bro down.
0: They haven't really seen each other since the, since they got back from Russia because yeah, Frenchie's yeah. been with Kimiko that whole time. But it makes sense because butcher and Huey have turned to evil and they're the two resisting. So it, I, I love these two together.
1: You know, uh, oh, just okay. One little, one little small thing. Uh, well, obviously when MM and Frenchie got reunited in the flat iron building earlier, MM was like, dude, like how do you guys work like this? this place is a fucking mess. MM's OCD is still, you know, going off over here. And before he sits down to like take uh Ashy's joint and ash it, he like gets a little wet wipe, and, like ripes, rubs down his cushion <laughs> real quick and then sits down. It's just like the little things that I'm sure um Laz, the actor, is is doing like he's thinking of himself. I'm sure he's like, you know what, this is Definitely. what he would do.
2: Yeah, I would love that too if if we could get actual confirmation on that. But I agree that it's most likely that I think mm mm leaves this scene because he gets a fucking selfie from Todd that him and uh and what Janine correct yeah. We're, yeah we're at the 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 rally where Homelander was smearing
0: Starlight as a a child
1: trafficker or human Jeez trafficker. Christ man
0: yeah so he's got a dip. Also, Frenchie says we can only get more of the the nerve gas in Russia, so it would require another field trip. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. then we switch again to actually no switch Kimiko just walks in when MM leaves and it's just mm. like hey Frenchie let's dance and she puts on it's okay I'm still sore let's do let's do a slow one dream a little dream of me and love it the little smile she gives when she like grabs for him and it's, yeah. okay, come here, come on oh, we're doing I, this God. I just I love, love Kimiko so much and this is I, objectively I'm a little upset at how uh how much the novelty of the importance of compound V has worn off. Like she just got it taken away and now next episode she can get it back. But like, I really like her motivation for wanting it back so soon. Uh, She, we see the paragraph says uh, she hated it because she never got a say in whether or not she could do the V, but now that she gets to choose, she's kind of on board and it matters that she gets a
1: choice, but. Definitely knew it was going to come down to protecting Frenchie. It, it was, it was, you know, I hated having my powers because I thought I was the monster It made me the monster realized even without my powers, I still was that monster. So now that it's my choice, I want to be able to protect my family. And that's what you are. And this is where we get into the whole, you know, the kiss was weird, wasn't it? And even Frenchie was like, yeah, a yeah. little bit, you know, we, um, and she goes to say it's, it's because, you know, you're, you're mean more to me than just that like you are my family you're you're more than just somebody i'd like um and i think that's the confirmation i hope it's not honestly but i think that's got the confirmation that we've been uh going back and forth is it a loving relationship or is it like a brother sister relationship i think it's it's more looking you know brother sister relationship right now
2: yeah i at first when i first watched it i was a little disappointed just because I would love to see the two of them like find that level of romance and a little bit of in light. Marseille,
1: yeah, oh, that little God.
2: bit of light in their lives because everything else is pretty much awful. But the more I think about it, I, I kind of actually, I kind of love it. I feel like this is we don't really get that type of relationship a lot in TV. You know, I feel like it's always like we're shipping people, we're shipping people, and it doesn't work yeah. out, doesn't work out, and it's never at this level where like they're still so close like this but it's yeah. not getting to that sexual point. And I, I honestly, the more I think about it, the more I like it. You
0: no, know, it's weird is I didn't read that scene like that at all because she said it felt weird, but not in a bad way. I th- i thought it was oh. just her acknowledging that we're we've already like, we don't need the honeymoon phase where we just are all kissy kissy with each other because it's like, oh.
1: we, I mean, I have like experienced
0: that. more than most people in a million <laughs> lifetimes do. We're like already. I, I love you more than like a 20 year married couple. Like we've been through it. You okay. are my family already. We don't have to go through the dating cycle and being like, "Ooh, cute. Let's kiss. It's- yeah, fair. I would be fine with it either way. I mean, as long as they stick this close and they
2: have yeah. their own little language together and shit like that, oh, yeah. I'm fine with it. But I, I think it's- be I've come around to the idea of them it being purely platonic and that they just have each other's back so hard because they're like that. Agreed.
1: Yeah, the fact that it's the end of season three and we're still talking about it like that—it's—it's uh, it's really cool. Um, just because we don't—they don't even know like the boundaries of their relationship and they're still figuring it out. Yeah. I would love for them to get together because that's like fan service. Everybody wants to yeah, see them exactly. smoosh yeah um but you know it, it was like kyle said if it's not and they're just they just really care about each other so that individuals that found each other yeah. it's fucking awesome too
2: and i mean come on french is gonna lay it down if it ever happens I mean, she's, gonna, <laughs> yeah. she's gonna love every second of that because you know my boy gets down
1: yeah what's his what's the actor's name tom caper Caperone or Caperone. Capone. I can't remember. capone um i would love to see him do a sex scene that's all that's what yeah, I, was I
2: would definitely take some French ass. Yes. We've got him and his get yoked
1: up. Him and his bendy straws. Arms. Yeah, yeah, right. I love how she scene.
0: signs bendy straws like
1: that. <laughs> Crack me That's up. So funny. Oh, and man. that was a really cool uh, little view of how we get people with super strength. They can't even put enough pressure and strength on yes. feeling somebody to actual get the the details and um, contours of whatever they're touching. They have to be delicate all the time otherwise they could just destroy everything
0: well put however we get a quick scene with starlight as she's sneaking into vault labs and she's grabbing the compound v for kimiko but on the way out she sees some convenient lab notes just scratched on a piece of paper
1: <laughs> not official at all right yeah <laughs> I think that'd no, be a big deal. and
0: it's like all the stuff, the only lab note that would ever be relevant to her just says atrophy of the cortex, like millions of tumors yeah. are going to grow. It's essentially just saying, if you take a uh, V24, you're fucked, you're going to die. And if you take multiple doses, it compounds the bad side effects. So, you know, we know a couple people who have been on the V24. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm foreseeing a problem there, but Um, As that scene progresses, we've already talked about Starlight getting confronted by Homelander on the way out of our towers. Uh, But the next scene in this bucket is going to be M.M., who is waiting for Todd in Monique's driveway. Last time we saw him was receiving a selfie of Todd and Janine at a Homelander rally.
1: What we weren't talking about at the Homelander slash Bob Singer rally was Todd was... In the crowd, going yeah, yeah, yes, clapping, it. like couldn't be more, I like, couldn't, couldn't agree more with whatever Homelander was saying and soaking everything in. Um, so he's like his number one fan. Um, we saw it a few times, him watching the commercial, then he actually goes to the rally, and now he's preaching all of his stuff too. You know, as soon as he gets out of the car, which, what does MM say? Get out of the fucking car. If I was Todd, I'd be shitting myself when, yeah, when that yeah, happened.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess if there's one thing you, you could maybe give Todd credit for is that he's not. I mean, he he yeah. somewhat stands up to MM, but I my notes for an MM knocking out is just all caps. Let's go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was great. MM was like. He kept his head too until like the line that sent him over the edge and caused him to hit Todd was well deserving of a punch. Oh yeah. yeah he was so- handling it perfectly. He finally swallowed his pride, was just like, I'm not gonna call you an idiot anymore. Like you can do whatever the hell you want, but like you're not Janine's dad, you're not gonna do it with her.
1: Yeah. And I think what he says is like, uh, you're not Janine's father. And Todd goes, Well, somebody has to be. Yeah, and that's so- when the the fucking right hook comes. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous that Todd's going to have some serious medical bills and going to like sue MM, like press all these charges. I hope it's like, I'm nervous that it's going to be a bigger deal than just punching Todd. I right?
0: it works for the CIA It's True. <laughs> <laughs> I think Todd is going to die at a Homelander rally. I oh, think yeah. that, yeah, that's how it's going to go down. Oh,
1: but I'm so in. The Homelander finally goes yeah. nuts, kills everybody. Yep. That's how I see it. Going. Todd's the first one he lasers.
2: Yeah, but is Janine going to be okay? Is there going to be some level of negative for M.M. in this scenario? That seems almost too perfect.
0: Homelander vaporizes a crowd. That's bad for M.M. because he's one of the boys. Well, that's yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that scene could have went a lot differently if M.M. would just read any news outlet outside the established media. True. But he's, <laughs> he's pretty locked in into the established media. So, yeah, yeah, he is a and
2: that's it, right? <laughs> they're really, dude, they a, are just—they're killing it with the way that they're interacting, like the show storylines with like very relatable content. Mm-hmm. Oh my
0: god, yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> they don't shy away; it's like right on the nose too. But oh, it's yeah. like episode after episode with the current event. References. Yeah, it is literally relentless. So Starlight comes back from the lab to drop off the compound V to Kimmy Cohen, Frenchie, and
1: just have one little last hug.
0: They have one little last hug. Frenchie gives her the B and Kimiko is back, baby.
1: The the wounds healing on her cheeks. Such such a cool way to indicate that it's working and, and her powers are back to normal. We have no idea what happens when somebody with the loses it and then gets it back. It was like a roll of the dice almost. Yeah, so, I'm
2: curious. Is it like is the powers that you end up getting? Is it like inherent in your DNA? Because like, will she get the same exact powers? I mean, she took it like a boss. Mm. so
1: th- th- that's something dave was talking about last episode with the temp v he was like you know do do you have any influence on what you get is it just like your inner subconscious like thoughts that give it to you um or is it just completely random um,
0: we've also never seen a soup lose their powers and gain it again so this yeah. is kind of an unprecedented case find out but also now that i'm thinking about it i feel like Obviously, people got hurt
2: badly when Soldier Boy fucks your orgasm up. But like, for people that survived and just lost their powers, like, can't they just go to Vault and get a shot of Compound V in their back?
1: I would say yes. Uh, the question is whether Vault would actually want to give them the Compound V or not. Bingo. Fair. fair. fair but fair. Uh, I would say, you know, with what happened in Kimiko, somebody has the powers, they lose them. Their body—it's almost like muscle memory. When they get yeah. the V, like it kind of reverts back to what it was used to when it had the powers that's me totally guessing
2: yeah, makes sense to me
0: we ready to get into this final bucket here
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so this is going to be the soldier boy huey and butcher bucket but the first character we see in this bucket is the legend and we already talked about Ooh the Cameron Coleman hour episode, but the legend is watching that television and he flips it to, it's a soldier boy music video and he's kind of singing this Jimmy Buffett-esque tropical, like, going song. He's sipping some tequila and the legend's just like, can you believe I produced this piece of shit? Soldier Boy <laughs> did to singing what Pantyhose did to finger fucking. <laughs> and Huey does not know how to handle this guy. He's just like, yeah
1: i love that hey, we're yeah.
2: dude that is an amazing line i feel like i we talked about this on the magicians podcast too there's so many great times in the magicians that i wish i could incorporate into my daily vocab i would do anything to be able to seamlessly work that comparison into yeah. my everyday
1: life because the legend is awesome
2: <laughs> the fanny O's did dude of fingering is so funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he was like yeah don't really know too many people that wear pantyhose (laughs) these days, but okay. Um, But what was I going to say? This this scene too was actually really cool because the legend is like an encyclopedia on Mm -hmm. Soldier Boy and all these soups. Because this is where Huey gets the info that, you know, yeah, Soldier Boy went on the beaches on D-Day. I'm sorry, went to Normandy two days after D Day. Two weeks, and, I believe. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just basically way after it. You know, he he went to Birmingham, but like he was working the fire hose to like yeah. all those protesters. <laughs> Target I was, like,
0: practice at Kent State. Dude. Yeah. They oh, were wi- They
2: get wild with these things, man. Like, I, I was shocked. I mean, I miss if you shouldn't have, but like with Mallory and like the CIA
0: Iran Contra drug trafficking shit. I was like, damn, they're really doing that. It's insane. Look, last episode, I kind of fell for it, too. I brought up on the last recording is Soldier Boy, the lesser of two evils between him and Homelander. Like, I feel like he kind of has some redeemable qualities. I fell for he stormed the beach. He is like yeah. a war hero at the very least. And he seems less manic. This entire episode is showing us that's not true. Soldier Boy's just as bad. And this is the first glimpse of it. The legend immediately says, nah, he wasn't at Normandy. Like all that war hero stuff is bullshit. There's nothing redeemable about this guy. He's a piece of shit. He's great, though. I love that he's in the show. He's fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah, fantastic is much better description than great. I also really like that uh, the legend has this little moment where he kind of shits on American exceptionalism as like a commercial entity. Just continuing the theme of the show is so good with handling like current events and and making like, honestly, political statements like that. It's just
0: I, I fucking love it to be american means knowing you're the hero so we sweep all our shit under the rug tell ourselves a myth like soldier boy and i get rich selling it facts american dream baby but butcherer interrupts the conversation and he's like well let's go where the hell soldier boy and we go to find soldier
1: boy and he's, <laughs> he's still going at it
0: he's with a couple of uh, older women <laughs>
1: Dude. what does he say
2: like the like the fine older... wine yeah he went if the dry i guess he says it to huey too i think is the best part he's making eye contact with huey and saying it's so good
1: yeah. it was like oh lube? you got lube i can't go in there raw dude and he's <laughs> like dude please don't make eye contact with me while you're jerking yourself and the, these poor women dude they're just sitting there like trying to get him going and like yeah they're like fine wine like the the older they get like the the better the palate or something like that Sweeter the juice
2: Um, or something like that
1: yeah something insane and it's just soldier boy's just living life dude when he's not he's not going out trying to kill people he's just trying to indulge in everything there was and of course the legend kicks him out immediately and he's like something means cleaning he's talking about the sheets and he's like first of all Thanks a lot. Now I can never fire those <laughs> <women. Yeah. laughs> There's so much blackmail on me.
2: When he when he follows them out, he's like, ladies, it smells like a, like a brothel in Bombay back there.
1: And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, two said. Jacquelines in these sheets, you know, so Jacqueline good. Smith and something. And he goes to Hugh and he's like, look it up again. <laughs> because Huey <laughs> has no idea who they are. <laughs>
0: The legend's great for a one-liner, but yeah. Butcher comes in and is essentially like Soldier Boy, I am I'm chasing my own tail trying to find Mindstorm, like I have no leads on him. You gave us some of the cabins, but there's nothing. He's got a million of them and Soldier Boy's like, "What do you want me to do?" He's crazy, he's paranoid, <laughs> and the legend corrects him says, "Yeah, he's not paranoid." He's bipolar, and Huey reasons out, okay, well, why don't we take all the addresses of the cabin, check the pharmacy, see who's selling bipolar meds? And that's how they track down Mindstorm. And Butcher gives him some props for that plan. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it, because it is a good plan. It was pretty smart. And Soldier Boy says, we're going to
2: need more reefer. (laughs) You've been practicing that Soldier Boy voice?
0: Yeah, I just like pulling that,
1: you know?
2: Yeah, yours and Paul, <laughs> Paul is a good one as well. I got a good butcher. That's that's, 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 <laughs> that's a thing. good one. That's a good, good one to have.
1: I have yeah. a good little Nina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Nina, I can't kill. It's like acid to my heart. <laughs>
0: that's it. Uh, This is where we get the boys, our title screen, and the song playing is, I can't fight this feeling anymore. Wow. And... Before we get into this, I want to go back. The title of the episode is called Here Comes a Candle to Light You to Bed. And I looked that up, and that is actually a reference to a British nursery rhyme or a UK nursery rhyme. And essentially, it just says it goes through all these various bells of churches around the UK. But then the final line is let me get to it. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. And here comes a chopper to chop off your head. So I think this is kind of encapsulating a candle to light you to bed. That is what Billy is to Lenny. And here comes a chopper to chop off your head. That is most likely referring to the father Interesting. coming to chop off their head. So it's kind of like, yeah. make it that what you will.
1: Explains yeah. their childhood pretty well for a nursery rhyme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I that's, uh, that's good.
2: I like that. I like that. You said that because I was honestly, when you said at the beginning of this episode, like in the episode seven entitled and I was like, I have still have no idea what the fuck that means. Yeah. Same.
0: Well, episode six, here, guys, and we knew what that was. I, but yeah. Kathleen asked me what episode five meant and I didn't have an answer. So I was not going to be unprepared twice. All right. Um, though I did. Lose place in our notes. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Huey take a car and they have to park at the edge of the woods. And Huey's GPS says, Okay, his cabin is about two miles into the woods. So, we're going to have to hoof it from here. And Soldier Boy says, All you need to know about Mindstorm is don't make eye contact with them. If you remember that, then you'll be fine. And Huey also brings up, Hey, Butcher, why are you pumping this dude full of weed? <laughs> And he's like, Hey, it takes the edge off. He's got PTSD. I saw it at hero Gasm. I'd rather him be like mellowed out than wired because he was taking amphetamines last episode. So yeah, he was was just chief in joints this episode.
1: Yeah. It was actually kind of funny because he's just looking in the woods. Like instead of a cigar, tough guy, it's just like a a little blunt. He's, he's just chiefing on it. Yeah. And I love that line. (laughs) Like the Huey brought up, you already said it. He was like, uh, Butcher, um, why do you keep buying copious amounts of weed for Soldier Boy?
2: <laughs> I wonder, like, I mean, Butcher's Butcher, so he gets it from anyone. But I'm just yeah. here. I would like to – I kind of want to see, like, a, him buying the weed. Like, I want to see yeah. Butcher involved in a drug deal.
1: Yeah, the drug dealer's probably the nicest guy ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, Oh, <he> cut. <laughs> 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 That's definitely uh, how it starts off.
1: Yeah. Um, And we also got the Butcher liners like, oh, can you believe that? The way people – or like the things people put into themselves to indulge their <laughs> like addictiveness. And he's like Huey oh, by tries- the way, here's your here's your needle.
0: Huey tries to look down on soldier boys. So he's radioactive and he's self-medicating. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, who would do that?
1: <laughs> here's your juice, needle juice up juice baby
0: up. wants his bottle yeah damn right baby wants his bottle mm-hmm. yeah.
2: baby it's got cool then the,
1: the next scene we get uh too is just him walking through and we see like the the glow in huey's veins too i, yeah. I just thought that's a cool way to represent it but honestly before that soldier boy just turns around and goes what'd you say yeah. And but just like a, I didn't say a fucking thing, mate. Like, what are you What are you talking about? And I love the just paranoia of being high all the time. Every time you did that,
0: I cracked up. It was so funny to me. I don't know why. But we also see Butcher's Ear starts to leak. And I believe Huey's was a couple episodes ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Something yeah, get- like that. He said, "Your brain's leaking" is the way he said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> yeah,
2: knowing, especially at the end of like his brain is literally leaking, is I'm yeah. very curious to how that gets all resolved.
0: Uh, so anyway, they're hiking through the woods, and Soldier Boy trips a wire, which sets off an explosion, and in the smoke. Mindstorm appears and locks eyes with Butcher, thus locking him in this flashback sequence, which we're just going to hit chronologically here. But the first scene that we see in his flashback, which Paul, me and you covered Moon Knight, they do this exactly the way that Moon Knight did their flashbacks in terms of like
1: oh the yeah. videography
0: or whatever. I'm standing not standing sure there that.
1: watching the memory play out in front of you and, and just you walking interact.
0: through the house from memory to memory. It was. I'm not sure if that was like a nod to them or it's just the best way to do it right now. I don't know. I feel like we've seen all you, that in other
2: shows. That's in The Witcher,
0: right?
1: It's in um The Haunting of Blind Manor for all you mm. binge townies out there that stuck with us through that.
0: That's a binge town classic right there. That's yeah, nice. Hell yeah. So uh, Butcher's transported into this flashback and the first scene is him in his boyhood kitchen and the kettle is whistling while his mom just sits there sipping her tea and the assumption is... That's what the mom did. Well, the dad was beating the shit out of the kids.
1: So, when you said Paul and you were talking about this scene, I got really excited because I thought you were talking about uh, this right here, where you know they hear the dad come home, so they run into the room and they hide. But what is above the bed, but a giant West Ham United flag? Hey, Billy Butcher confirmed. That's canon. Yeah, he is a hammer at heart.
0: The big flag was a Charlton athletic flag. The smaller flag was a West Ham flag. And either way,
1: there was a Chad is
0: probably the West
1: Ham supporter. Do you really want him in the fan base? The
0: way he turns
2: it it
3: around.
1: (laughs) You fucking gunner, you arsenal. (laughs) Dude, first of all, it's above the kids' bed. So Butcher or Lenny, whichever, I'll take either of them. There was a Charlotte's or whatever
0: charlton, charlton athletic
1: charlton flag underneath the poster that made it look like it was part of the actual west ham i went back and checked i paused it says west ham united same emblem same everything hey, the baby. big one he's a hammer at heart you can't take that away from me thomas
0: i'll send you some screenshots tonight <laughs> man Whoa, this is not the last you have heard dude I'm just like paul's team on this just
1: like dean from harry potter he is a West Ham fan, yeah, too. Facts, <laughs> facts. That's really funny. true.
0: Yeah,
2: That's really good. <laughs> oh I, like, I don't even I know like what happened. How, um, <laughs> the rest of the show. I, I just liked how they, they do it, obviously, again, throughout this. But starting off, the first realization that they're going to be paralleling Butcher and his dad was I was like, OK, this is this is really awesome. I was a little bit upset that Butcher got got and was going to do this. But once they kind of revealed their intentions early, I was very excited for this because I feel like this is been pretty much three seasons in the making well maybe two or maybe one i guess you could say ever since we yeah. met butcher's dad
1: the slow burn from season two to now just getting a few of those lines like you either sink or you swim you know that yeah. coming back you know at the end of the the following season you know to this episode it's crazy and it had such a really good impact that i don't know if they were planning that from the beginning but it was executed to perfection it Mallory makes...
2: tells him too. I'm sorry to step on you. there B. Mm-hmm. but I think episode four or three, whatever the, the, the Nicaragua, uh, flashback is, which kind of sets to him at the end, like you're like, I thought you were different, but it turned, you're literally just like your father. And that's kind of been something that people have been saying to him. So it's nice to actually get these scenes.
0: Yeah. And it certainly me, uh, makes the scene. A season two seasons ago where the mom makes him revisit the dad in person yeah. it makes that the rewatch value is through the roof of that scene. oh yeah
2: they showed that in the episode preview i wrote that down yeah. where i was like
0: butcher's dad in the preview that's interesting
1: yeah definitely
0: so when butcher is having his flashback though obviously he's unconscious so Huey and soldier boy kind of just continue on with the mission and Huey is not going along with that plan but soldier boy's like nah he's a goner like he would want us to finish the mission and (laughs) don't worry like I'm gonna deal's a deal I'm gonna honor I'm gonna take out Homelander it's what he would have wanted but like at the slightest inconvenience he's like nah butcher's dead move on yeah I,
2: I just was I was very nervous I mean it's it's nervous and laughing and funny like seeing this huey and soldier boy team up because huey can barely just now can barely handle butcher and soldier Boy is on another level of just uncontrollable unwieldy insulting as a leader like this was just this was a funny matchup
0: well i mean the parallel between lenny butcher and the dad becomes obvious Huey, Butcher, and Soldier Boy. Like in the scene where Soldier Boy pops Huey and like sends him flying, and Butcher has to flare the eyes, like it's the same dynamic repeating itself oh, in Butcher's line. I like life.
1: that. I like that.
0: However, Soldier Boy hears another voice in front of Huey, and Huey's like, Hey, you might want to lay off the weed. You might want to gargle my ball set <laughs> Great. You <laughs> fucking nailed that. <laughs> Which is just so perfect, man. I forgot. I forgot that Ballsack was like, I gotta
2: use that more, man. It's right dude, there. He soldier boy, man. He is he's a gem.
1: He's a gem. doesn't he doesn't look back and like just let Huey know that he affected him whatsoever. He just hits him with the why don't you gargle my ballsack So good, amazing. And then he just walks off too. He's like, dude. Fuck you! He's, he's he's doing this tough guy act so well. It's so funny.
2: He's, he's smoking the joint and he's like, "God, ah, you know, it's pretty funny that I lack a lot of people in this." <laughs> <laughs>
0: this just legal. Like, holy shit. Another current event. Just yeah. throw away one yeah. liner. And I'm a
2: absolute sucker for like him realizing modern day things just like that whole character like trope thing or whatever you want to call it i'm just Mm. always love when that happens
1: did
0: you like when he saw the gay couple for the first time (laughs) like snicker (laughs) yeah yeah my i've really laughed at the the cosby line
1: too bill cosby is america's dad he would have (laughs) been caught with that shit yeah he pours a strong drink yeah man all right it's perfect
0: so, Soldier Boy hears another voice, and he was just like, dude, literally nothing, and Soldier Boy is picking up that Huey's on edge, and he's like, yo, what it Butcher must have sucked you off like a Hoover, the way you're, <laughs> Hoover Deluxe. you know, the way you're worrying about him like this, and he goes off on this rant like, ah, oh, you gotta learn how to finish the job, I was a soldier, I fought the Nazis, and Huey finally stands his ground, or tries to, rather, and it's just like, you didn't storm shit dude like you didn't fight nazis it's all a joke and soldier boy is not gonna stand for this he gets a quick pop in and i'm surprised he (laughs) left it at that he's like i told you
1: yeah just puts bitch slaps him real quick puts him in his place huey just takes oh just perfectly takes it perfectly
0: Mm -hmm. i mean what else are you gonna do yeah just gotta take that so Yeah, yeah That'll take us back to the butcher flashback. And this is the scene in the principal's office where he's getting, I don't know, suspended, reprimanded for selling weed. So Butcher was canonically involved in a drug deal, Kyle. Oh, he was just fact. selling it. Yeah. True. Uh, he so he's in there. And the yes. principal's kind of being a twat. He's like, oh, I know how your father is. We are going to tell him it, you're a smart boy. It would be a shame if you end up like your dad. And. I guess the comparison to his dad is what triggers him. But he by hearing that comparison, he just lashes out like his dad would and starts beating the shit of the, out of the principal with the stapler. Lenny runs in from outside the room. And in his anger, he like blindly hits Lenny, too. And it's just like yeah, you he's get becoming a flashback, his
1: dad. Flashback to when he punched Huey earlier. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, when he's he punched one, Lee. right? Yeah. Mm, two, right?
2: True, uh, it's one, it's when they capture their, isn't what they're maybe that's two when they're going after Kimiko's brother,
1: yeah. And Huey does something without telling Butcher, and Butcher just comes up and early on him. now pops him, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see just exactly how much Butcher is like his father, just the back and forth of him whipping and then you know, drinking and shows Butcher drinking heavily now, too. And, um, Butcher literally beating in the faces of all these people, all these different people that he's killed. I think that's the soups like shit like that. Uh, it's, it's wild. And. He, oh my God. The acting from. Uh, I can't think of butchers actor. Right now, Carl Urban, Carl
0: Urban, Keith Urban, yeah, the country singer, Carl Urban. Oh, Keith, I can't imagine him just in butcher (laughs) gear trying to deliver the same
1: line. Uh, (laughs) Carl Urban absolutely murders it because he's been playing this crazy psycho killer this whole time. Now he's he's getting the emotional background, and it's it's unbelievable to see his his facial acting and how distraught he looks to see his younger brother Lenny.
0: Yeah, and the next scene is kind of equally as messed up. It's his dad in the wake of Butcher beating the crap out of his principal with a stapler is rewarding him by yeah. taking <laughs> him and Lenny out to the pub and he buys Billy a pint. And this is where we get the the world's an ocean of shit, lads. You either sink or you swim. And today, Billy, you swam. Some cunts just need a punch. And it's him rewarding Billy replicating his own behavior and it's just like emphasizing the cycle of abuse and you know the most fucked up part is he brings lenny along too and makes a point to be like no you puff you don't get any until you start <laughs> acting tougher <laughs> like
3: billy Take a and page this other, whole, but this whole funny. thing
0: is just like you feel bad for everybody involved well both of the boys involved you know it's such a tough yeah. situation
1: yeah uh, it, it's horrible and you know what are you going to do Literally, if you're butcher, you, you can do exactly what he did, and that's the next scene. It's like, dude, if I stay around, I'm gonna kill him, so I'm just gonna leave. Fair.
2: I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Given a similar situation, yeah, I mean, joining the army probably seemed like a really good idea.
0: I mean, that is a heartbreaking scene with Lenny literally begging him, and he he says like, I I can't hack it alone, dude. This is not gonna work, and. You know, Butcher in hindsight knows exactly what's going to happen, but you know it's it's just a yeah. tough scene, and, and then that takes us right into the suicide scene, which obviously Butcher didn't view that, so he doesn't know what happens. But Mindstorm yeah. is fucking it up so that Lenny is like talking directly to him and blaming him for the suicide and essentially pushing all the buttons that Butcher has been putting on himself for the past thirty years, whatever. Yeah. And he makes the comparison, you know, like everyone who has ever been trying to turn you into a good person, a better person and actually cared for you winds up dead because you put them in harm's way. You know, me first, then Becca, and now you're doing it with Huey. And I assure you, he's going to die too. the last person on this planet that cares for you. And then you'll have no nobody can stop you.
1: And then he he has to show butcher. Like he has to show Lenny pulling the trigger. He's making Butcher watch that, which is just horrific.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously very, very hard scenes to watch. It handles like a very heavy topic, but honestly, fantastic television. I thought that they absolutely knocked Butcher's backstory out of the park. It was better than I could have ever imagined they would do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely great.
2: Yeah. And I'll I'll give a second shout out because Paul already said it. Carl Urban was fantastic in these scenes as well. Because you don't really get to see him act that way as Butcher. It's always him being a little cheeky motherfucker for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then watching this level of emotion and kind of having those walls broken down, it was like this motherfucker's got range.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And the reaction when he finally like wakes up and Huey's face is there too. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. Just like showing the vulnerability. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yes, uh, but that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. We got to circle back to this scene with the pastor and the nun. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> Soldier Boy walks up to this scene of a pastor and a nun having car troubles on the side of the road. And he just know he kind of like knows something's up. But he's like, oh yeah, I'll look at your engine. Huey tries to strike up a conversation with the pastor and out of nowhere, Soldier Boy just whips out a pistol shoots him between the eyes and he's like this is mindstorms mo everybody's coming at us
1: <laughs> what does he say he's saying
0: everyone's coming for us every day and he tries <laughs> to shoot the nun too and he was like no no no, no, no she doesn't look like she's she, under the guys <laughs> yeah. and of course it's difficult and right when he gets soldier boy to lay off we have this nun like tackle him to the ground and soldier boy has to shoot her <laughs> yeah and he was at that point is yeah. begging him like do something do yeah.
1: something they're <laughs> not about this exorcist shit um so that, wait that actually got me like i i didn't know the answer Did, what were these two brainwashed by what's his name brainstorm mindstorm. 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 <laughs> yeah I were they yes. or was this nun just freaking out because they just shot the priest i would say yes
0: yeah they okay. were i would say they were
1: i honestly hope they were because that would be just great to see that soldier Boy was right this whole time and he, and he <laughs> is is actually like the novice
2: yeah i mean soldier is a little bit of enigma in that way in that he definitely is a you know a fraud in the sense of like the d-day stuff and things like that but i feel like he clearly also has you know he has combat experience at some level he's been around yeah I mean, he definitely acts like a soldier
0: Huey also tried to call him out for having PTSD. And after he kills both the pastor and the nun says what's black and white and red all over, he's just like, and by the way, I don't have PTSD. This is what I'm talking about. If you want to be a real soldier, you got to, you know, kill people and do shit like this. Like shit happens. Moving on, though, soldier. Like-
2: I'm just very quickly. I will
1: say that Paul's on mute. I. Yes. sorry. <laughs> okay. I-, I just realized that. Uh oh, my bad. You were, well, what did you want to say? Unbelievable line from Soldier Boy when he goes, first of all, I don't have shell shock. Fuck you. He's just (laughs) like, I'm a man. Like, I don't have shell, I don't have PTSD. I like that,
2: that little nuance of like, that's the term that his time period would have used for it. Because PTSD, to my knowledge, was not the terminology they would have used back then. I feel like ball
0: sack is an 80s vernacular, too. When's the last (laughs) time anybody like in our demographic has called you a ball sack, man? I feel like that's honestly, you mentioned South Park earlier, and now
2: it's like in the forefront of my brain. I feel like that's like a a South Park thing. Definitely. I feel like Cartman. Cartman likes him. The word ball sack. (laughs) Yeah, true that.
0: <laughs> i'm just remembering imagination land where that whole episode <laughs> is him betting kyle
1: Yeah, <laughs> so my balls are here. dry kyle.
0: <laughs> yeah oh, it's- so perfect so soldier boy and huey arrive at mindstorm's cabin and there there's like chimes and stuff it's like really eerie and they kind of like move in and soldier boy locates Mindstorm before Mindstorm sees them through a mirror. And he kind of like, yo, Huey, check it out. Huey, of course, takes the opportunity to teleport to Mindstorm and then teleport both of them back to Butcher. And immediately, they're both butt-ass naked, of course, because that's how (laughs) Huey's power works. Mindstorm is bipolar, so he starts to get really, really manic. And he's just like, I just want to get away from the voices. And Huey does a great job of calming him down. He's like, hey, I'm here to help. I'm going to open my eyes. We don't have to do this naked. (laughs) I can get Butcher back. I think I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not. And I just want to go home. But I'm not going to go home and leave Butcher because Butcher's my family. He actually admits, I I care about this dude. I know he's a piece of shit, but he is my family and I'm not going to leave him behind. And he finally gets Mindstorm to agree by saying, I'll teleport you wherever you want to go. And I'll never tell a word. So Mindstorm agrees to help him out. And then we already went through, finished up the Butcher flashback. Butcher wakes up and is very happy to see Huey's face. And immediately Mindstorm's like, yo, bro, you said you were going to teleport me out. And Huey's like, oh, shit, yeah, let's do it. Tries walking over. And right then we get Soldier Boy Flinging a knife right through like his orbital. Well, I Dude, like awful. I'd rather die. Like I would rather it have just
2: killed me than he, that.
1: He pulls it out like it crazy, out, man. Yeah. yeah, that's just fucked up. Uh yeah, and Soldier Boy just unloading on Mindstorm. Absolutely horrifying the way he just puts a bag over his head too, just to make it like just so he doesn't have to see what he's doing. Um
0: well, that oh, yeah. was to protect against the eye contact thing.
1: Yeah. I am so stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he knows his camera. Oh, good, dude.
1: <laughs> I thought he was just being like a like a terrorist, you know, putting the bag over for intimidation nah, that effect. Was,
0: the flashback actually told us that Mindstorm does work to kind of scramble Soldier Boy's brain. So I think Soldier Boy was a little bit cautious of Mindstorm. Yeah,
2: definitely. definitely. That was a big part of the the reason why he actually ends up getting captured i mean
0: for yeah
1: sure. he he definitely yeah. got uh like i don't want to say sidetracked or distracted but that was like his main thing that he was focusing on his mind storm was fucking him up so i don't even know if it would work after that knife hit him in the eye anyway i don't know if you need <laughs> one or two but he wasn't yeah. risking it
2: that was brutal um,
1: yeah and he goes you know it was on the wars idea soldier boy knows this but he's like uh, the only thing wrong with that is he wouldn't wipe his ass without Vaught giving him the okay. So what happened? And you don't hear it, but Mindstorm tells him something. Soldier Boy goes what and freaks out and just bashes his head into mush, and just doesn't say anything. I think he walks up to Huey and punches him or something like that. But and that that's when Butcher does the protective eye flare up, and that was cool. But yeah, now Mindstorm. How we
2: know is that I'm that's how he finds out about
1: Homelander, right? I think, yeah. I assume what Mindstorm said is what Noir said. They have a replacement for you. They said he was just a kid, but he was going to grow up to take your place. Yeah. So I assume that is yes. How Soldier Boy? uh, He was thinking back, just a kid to take my place. You you know, when did this happen? When did Nicaragua happen? And it, you know, yeah. Maybe maybe the timeline goes together.
2: Pretty much the next thing. I mean, in the the next scene is the next thing that soldier boy does is ring up HL
1: <laughs> ring up HL. Yeah. Yo boy. Yeah. That's, uh,
2: that's what happened.
1: So question here, because Huey was saying that he could take my storm to anywhere that my Storm wants to go. So, my first question when Huey had teleportation powers, what's the limit? You know, does he have to see where he's teleporting to, like Nightcrawler? Does he have to be somewhere that he's been before? And, like, does he has to picture it? Or can he literally just think of a place and go? It seems like he can just think of a place and go because Mindstorm could have said anywhere and Huey would have popped in there. So now that we know that, can Huey just walk up to Soldier Boy and Homelander and, like, teleport them? Like down beneath the ocean or like into space or something like that and then teleport back real quick. I feel like that's a good way to kill them or get them in a trap at least.
2: Part of me is wondering like how how does Huey know? Like how like,
1: does Huey know that he possibly has that level of power? That's what I was wondering this whole time, but the way he confidently said I can take you anywhere made me yeah. assume that he could.
2: I guess with like the way that he actually uses it. Like it's not like jumper where like he needs to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, exactly. he doesn't always teleport to places he's been. So, but he yeah, al- like, wh- he doesn't always use his eyes. Doesn't always look at it because when he teleports him and Starlight out of Hierogasm, it's not like he's ever looking at that road or anything. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So I think he just yeah. thinks of it and just goes. Doesn't need to picture it or anything. That's Maybe a, he
0: experimented uh, okay. off screen or something. That's <laughs> a good way to explain. Yeah, but I mean, like, how many times have they taken the V? It would, I
2: mean, I guess off screen, I mean, but still within the. The general timeline of like what we've actually
0: seen to be fair if it works like we're saying it might he would just have to blip there and blip back so it would only mm-hmm. take five seconds
1: yeah. Uh just to give Huey some credit when he was explaining it to Starlight he did say I kind of just knew what to do like I would squeeze my butt cheeks mm, and then I, it just like came to me true. so uh maybe he just he just has a feeling
0: all right I'm down with it Yeah, very, I'm down with that too very
1: powerful insanely yeah. powerful
0: So after Soldier Boy takes out Mindstorm, we are, kind. well, we return to the Legends apartment, which they're using as their current hideout. And Soldier Boy is just kind of reflecting and we find out that he's about to make the call to Homelander, but Butcher is in a different room, just kind of. Sobbing to himself because of this, having to revisit the trauma of Lenny, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, when he gets a call from Annie, who delivers the news that three to five doses is a death sentence of the V twenty four, and Butcher—pretty heavy news to take after yeah. dealing with your biggest baggage. And he's like, "Okay, whatever." Hangs up on Annie. <laughs> and huey walks in and he's chipper he's just like yeah long john silvers was the only one open that's kind of like fish and chips right and butcher responds yeah nice one
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's out of it he's not paying attention
0: <laughs> oh
2: that was good and he literally was like that too you even got like the tone down
1: yeah <laughs> yeah then he, um, he goes on to say right? oh pthums i'm sure you have it
0: it's not even that big he's just doesn't tell Huey about the V24 and says about the V24, we got to go back to the hideout to pick up some more and finish this job, which means they are going to have to come across MM and Frenchie at the flat iron building, assumedly to get Mm. to the V it's just disappointing.
1: It is disappointing. Huey's like happy because he's getting pumped up by he's doing a good job. He's butchered basically saying, I'm proud of you because he goes me, you, and granny fucker are going to take care of this and end this with for all so butcher still thinks soldier boys on their team apparently um yeah. thinking that they're going to take down homelander so it might be a shock to <laughs> butcher when he soldier boy reveals that he's been in touch with homelander trying to like squad up over here
2: this so. one, i guess is like twofold disappointing in the sense they kind of walked back character development that we just saw like with butcher Yes. It's very disappointing that he doesn't end up telling Huey. Obviously, there's narrative plot reasons for it, but I'm upset with him for this. And Huey also tells My Storm that he's like, ah, I'm not built for this. Like, I was just kind of like going along with it, playing a part. And I guess he continues to go along with and play the part because I feel like he's kind of feigning optimism of like, woo, like let's go more temp v and hunting down payback. Like, I don't like Huey seems to be like the illusion has kind of lifted over his eyes of like this is what he needs to do
1: yeah that's it that's a good point it's it's not like kind of in the beginning of the season he was motivated to go it seems like now he's just he just wants to get it done and he's not really liking what he's doing he's like i just want to go home exactly you know for example
2: like if he was right now given the ultimatum essentially that that starlight gives him in episode what is it four or five outside of the trailer park with crimson countess and he walks away from her now i don't think he would walk away
1: yeah, I'd agree I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. The more like disappointing thing with Butcher is, dude, you just compared Huey to Lenny in your mind this whole time. You just watched Lenny kill himself because of, you know, mistakes you made when you were younger. Like maybe it's not exactly your fault, but, you know, you could have your actions affected it. And mm-hmm. and now he's just there ta- looking at Huey, who's basically like his little brother now. He's about to, he could save his life and he's like, we need to go chuck some more of this poison. Yeah.
0: And he did say three to five doses kills you. And Huey just took his, I think third on screen dose. So maybe his mental gymnastics are saying Huey's already dead. Maybe all just like. Ah, that's fucked. (laughs) I I won't ruin his morale now because he's going to die anyway. He yeah, clearly wants to take out Homelander like he's all on board for that. It won't cowardly. help anybody to tell him now. And it is cowardly, but maybe that's what yeah. he's telling himself. That's the point, I
2: guess. Yeah. It's just frustrating. I'm, I'm very excited to, and worried to see what, how this all plays out in the finale. Um. So
1: excited. I can't wait
0: to watch. <laughs>
1: well, I'm, I'm gonna watch episode. that thing
2: right now, right when yeah. we sign off. Yeah, I'm like, to watch
1: tonight, too. I, I guess any part of doing this
0: episode. <laughs> yes. We got to watch the finale.
1: <laughs> any um any crazy theories or any guesses of something that might happen? I'm gonna stick with my Roger the camera guy, is going to have a death, an on-screen death. We're gonna see him die. And um also I'm gonna say that how they're gonna take him down. Soldier Boy or Homelander or both Huey's gonna grab them teleport them deep to the ocean
2: fuck that (laughs) the
1: deep is gonna come in talk to his ocean friends we're gonna get a megalodon shark come up and just fucking chomp Soldier Boy dead
0: I'm here for that (laughs) (laughs) is all I'm saying okay my crazy theory
2: maybe not so crazy Todd's dead Todd's dying this season
1: nice he's he's in a coma from that punch
2: he's got to get out of here i think that also the finale is going to show us a train is now going to be a good guy i think we're going to get confirmation of that in the finale and also i think that i think now homelander and soldier boy are going to like actually just full mask off and like do something insane at the end of the episode like blow up some building or like just kind of turn against the people i
1: think just kind of flex just to show the people what they can do
2: yeah i think once the two of them team up like that and they realize like we have no reason to bow down to literally anyone we can do whatever we want i think that's gonna be like that final like homelander off the rails doesn't need to listen to anyone
0: and i'm gonna go a step further and predict that that occurrence will be what they showed us in season two but actually happen in reality where he laser beams yeah. at like a bob singer pep rally todd yeah. would be in the audience he would oh, be out
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and
0: my bold prediction two deaths one of newman or edgar we haven't seen edgar so i think it's going to be newman oh, and no. one one of a train mave deep or noir is going to die i think another one yeah. of the current seven is is going to die
1: you know it's a Mave horrible thought is i have a feeling that like huey or butcher could be gone by the end of the season and if either of those are gone it's just this the next season is not going to be the same it's going to be like quentin it's going to be like magicians yeah season five
2: now they have to be in it for the long run the two of them. i hope so
1: i hope it God. i hope yeah but it, it almost seems like all the boys are essential but really, it seems like if Butcher, Huey, or even Homelander for that like sake leaves the show, it, it's there's going to be a big hole.
2: Yeah, I the three of them. I mean, granted, Frenchie is my favorite character, but he's obviously a little less disposed more disposable to the storyline. I yeah, feel like sir. Huey, Butcher, and Homelander are like really central to like what the show is trying to like the the main plot and like themes that the show is trying to get across. Definitely
0: fuck any of those would be a crazy death but this is the boys we're talking about so we kind of come to expect some crazy left turns and uh, any last minute theories comments concerns or should we just wrap this thing up only thing i'm going to
2: say is that i just know that the finale is going to have me like on the edge of my seat the entire time yeah the show is really good with peppering obviously comedic moments and i'm going to laugh but i know that every moment is going to be very tension filled i feel like
1: I hope we see Huey teleport and we get a nice little wang shot. I, still oh, I, hope, I hope we see a yeah. little Jack Quaid wang more than yeah, okay, maybe b- behind him. the cover of Jack Quaid. I feel like we might get, I hope we get a dick in the finale. Not Termites stick. Cause he's dead. Well, yeah, but. Or love sausage. I'll take a little cock. Oh my God. Let's go. That's, all all. That's all.
2: I'll sign off episode seven. I'll take a little cock.
0: Fingers crossed. That is episode seven. We got one more here for season three. I think all three of us are going to go watch it right now because we've all been chomping at the bit for the conclusion of this story, if I'm being honest. As always, if you like what you heard, give Vinchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on VingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Vingetown TV. And thanks for listening.
2: Love you guys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.